Good evening, ladies and gents. Episode 13 of the Fanzone podcast. We are back again after a midweek game against Forest Green Rovers. And boy, are we excited for this episode. We have lots to get into, lots to get stuck into. Uh, and I hope you'll join us all and share your thoughts as we go along. Whatever platform you are on, drop a, a follow or a subscription wherever you are. You know the drill. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And if you click the bell, you'll be notified every time we go live. Uh, obviously, it seems we've got some regulars making an appearance there. I can see six of you currently sat on YouTube. So thanks, as always, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, what what a game. Um, what a game indeed. I don't know where to start. I, I guess the, <laughs> it feels right to start with just your, your post-match reaction. Uh, try and keep it as brief as possible, even though a lot went on in what felt like a lot longer than 90 minutes. But Colin, what did you make of a, a pretty dramatic night at the Uniball? I think um, that, that result might end up being a quite season-defining, Ben, to be honest with you. It kind of has that feel about it. Um, and I think it just, they, they kind of highlighted to us that they haven't got that kind of soft un- underbelly that, that we obviously think that they, they sometimes have because yeah. they were fighting for every ball. I thought they kept the shape very well throughout the whole game, obviously defensively. Um, probably recognised that, you know, they were up against a pretty poor side in, in Forest Green, but still you know they still have jobs to do and I thought they did it they did it very well um I thought both Gethin Jones and Ricardo Santos coming um back into the side uh, helps that I think with their experience um I think they very much knitted the team together um from a defensive point of view um but yeah I thought it was a really dogged performance and one that I hope we can look back on you know at the end of the season and and with a bit of pride and and hopefully that'll the kind of points that, that get us where, where we want to be. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. It did have that feel at the end of the game. After after the referee had blown for full time, I walked out the ground and I was thinking that could be really important come what mm. may. And uh, it just had that feel. It was a, a gritty performance, one that we had to dig in for, but boy, did they, they live up to the job. Ange, what did you make of it? Yeah, uh, just very similar to what Colin said, I think. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of them. They, they dug deep, really deep. I think Rico and Geth kept trying to get us going with them because they knew that it'd help them along like it did yeah. with, um, to an extent at Derby, but not quite with the result that we wanted. Um, yeah, and I also think that come the end of the season, that could be a massive three points. Absolutely massive. Um potentially last season certainly the, the the start of last season we were a bit softer and we might have rolled over and fell to pieces but and I don't know what we were playing at the end I think we had like a flat back nine at one point at the end of that match I had no idea what mm. formation we were playing but um yeah I'm proud of him really proud of him yeah, it did indeed feel like a, a flat back nine with just little Kieran Lee on his own up front, chasing everything down with Kyle Dempsey off and just putting himself about as we know he's capable of. Um, if you are watching at home, let us know what you thought of the game. How are you feeling after that performance? Um, yeah, there would have been an element. I can't, obviously can't speak for the people that are watching and, and obviously the fans and even yourselves, but I, I felt like there was a, an element of um, relief last night walking out the grounds. Like, 
especially when you look at there is some of the results. I know obviously Derby won and we're still, you know, hot on their tails and Wickham are hot on our tails as well, aren't they? And I'm just looking at the results. Like they, they won't come to the last night against, a, a, you know, an the side that are picking up a few decent results. So you just got to obviously look after yourselves, don't you? Um, I think it's easy to to look at results and tables and stuff, but providing that you pick, you're picking up them vital points, then, yeah, it's a, it's an element of a relief, I think. Absolutely. Uh, a good point just going, great result, good job. We was one up when we lost Dion. Uh, Colin and Andrew spot on about showing a different character. I did a great interview post-game. Uh, I have to agree with that. I watched his post-match interview uh, and there was a, a great feeling of pride there actually watching that. Um, but another good point, a, a really, really good job that we went one up uh, quite early mm-hmm. on. And we've seen so many times against us the importance of starting positively and even grabbing an early goal. And I think last night that just reflected that, especially against the team. <coughs> Football's a pretty unpredictable sport. You never know what's around the corner, uh, whether that's you know a season away or, or 40 minutes. Uh, and so starting positively, especially at home, uh, I think we've been quite good at. And that just really brought into the into the limelight about the importance of, of starting off right and starting on the front foot, which I thought we looked really good up until Dion got sent off. And I think after that, there was a a bit of desire to get forward, but very quickly we realised that there wasn't much up there for us. Um, and like Ange said, a flat back nine quickly, <laughs> quickly came into show. Uh, but yeah, Santos and Geth back in the team. Uh, obviously, Kachunga started up front and don't we all know it? Um, but before we get into that, we'll, we'll touch on some of the changes made. What did you think of the lineup before we went into the game? I saw quite a lot of comments on Twitter saying that it was uh, unexpected, but I thought with some of the injuries that we'd picked up and, and Everett's comments after Derby saying that a few players were looking a little bit tired, that we were in for some changes, but obviously Santos and Geth came back. What did you think of that, Cole? Um, I thought... I mean, we, we've been going on about the fact that we've got a, a, a decent-ish squad for a while now, haven't we, like, for this level? And I think that, you know, there are times within a season that you, you really got to utilise you, your squad. Um, so I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really uh, surprised, if you will, but obviously we're, we're going through a bit of a tough time, aren't we, with injuries at the moment? And obviously that was highlighted by Dan like, picking up a hamstring strain as well. Um, so, I mean... You just got to support and trust any player that kind of gets picked, really. Um, and that includes catcher, because oh, we've all got our opinions about it, and I'm sure we'll get on to him. But he offers a lot more than people see, um, not only to to the to the team as, as, as from his ex, from his experience, but his, his in-game man manage, his in-game management. He, he does a lot of good stuff. There was an incident last night where. And I will. I am going to stick up for catcher, whether people like it or not, because I think he gets unfair amount of stick. And the booing last night was an absolute embarrassment. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, again, we'll probably get onto that later on. But catcher, there was an incident last night where there was on the front foot just after we, after we scored, and I'm not sure whether people kind of recognised it. But catcher got injured. He weren't injured. The lad quite clearly saw the fact that they were on top. And he wanted to break the play up, went down, faint a bit of injury, used his experience, recognised that we needed to regroup. And them little things that people don't necessarily see for a player that's played at a lot higher level than any of our players, any of them, the, the really important 
elements that we need and what we were craving, ironically, against a very experienced side against Derby on Saturday. Um, so he offers a lot more than people see. I think people just see the goals. It's not just that. His hold-up play is very good. He, he, bring, he, he brings people into He, he takes us up the pitch. He brings other players into, into, into play. Um, it probably going to annoy people that I'm, I'm, pra- I'm praising him. Don't get me wrong, he's got his flaws. He doesn't score enough goals. Probably doesn't get enough assists. Um, but, you know, as a, as a League One footballer, he offers a lot more than what people see. And it really irritates me uh, when people get on his back. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Some fair points in there, and, and once we're sure we'll touch on again a little later. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, but obviously, the big big changes for it were Santos and Geth coming back. And what did you make of their performances? How did you think they fared after a, a pretty torrid time with injury? How do you think they got on? Um, I I think I said it in the last pod that I thought Santos would come in last night and. I thought he was comfortable. I think he was starting to struggle a little bit because it was so physical at the back, wasn't it? it they were just constantly blocking and um, I thought he did really well. I thought, guess I don't know right match. I was talking to Chris after the match on the way home and he was kind of, he, I, don't, I don't know if we were watching a different guess, but I thought, I think he, did he get the assist for the goal? Well, I don't know, he did something up the top end. I thought he went about his work quietly and comfortably. Um, I think he's come back a little bit more sharp after his after his little injury, little niggles. I think it's done him good that little break. I thought they were instrumental in the pitch at, from a leadership point of view. I think it was really important having those leaders on the pitch to keep those boys together and keep them going. And like I said, they were constantly geeing us up in East Lower trying to get us going. Um, so yeah, no, no, no concerns. Georgie J, I think needed a bit of a rest, and obviously, um, will too because they've 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 done us proud. And it's like Colin said before about having that strength of your squad. You should be able to make those changes and be comfortable. And they kept a clean sheet, and you can't ask for much more, can you? When you're with ten men, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I I did think Santos and, and Geth especially almost seamlessly fitted back into a team that they've been out of for quite a while. Um, I thought Geth especially. It, it's surprising really what a bit of composition for your, for your, for your place can seemingly do for players. Um, it certainly seemed to have got them running their legs off and, and back into the squad, fighting for a place on the team sheet. Um, and I'm sure Everett will have a, a headache in terms of selection for, for, for quite some weeks now. Uh, Louise has just agreed with what you said there, saying so important that leadership in that sort of situation, which was absolutely right. And, and Ever actually acknowledged that in his post-match interview and he said, you know, the fans were great. And if we could do that every week, it'd be fantastic because the lift it gives to the players is, is you know, unmatched. Um, and Santos and Geff obviously picked on that uh, and got us all going to, to carry the lads through to to 90 minutes uh david's just said fair point colin makes but when fans turn against the player it normally ends badly must uh i'm guessing that's as admit i have never booed a player and never will um which is something we will also touch on a little later on colin what did you think of santos and geff did you think they had a good game oh, I, well yeah we've, we discussed santos a couple of times haven't we in recent weeks and you, you kind of you two know my thoughts on on him and being <laughs> 
being our best centre half, and I think he again improved proved that yesterday. Uh, I think it's just good minutes for him as well. Like you know, like we touched upon previously, having um, the illness that he had, it's going to take it out of him, and you know, it's a little bit of. Uh, I'm sure he probably fancied a, 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 a less strenuous night than he actually got, I would imagine. Um, but I thought he played very well. And I, yeah. I think we could, we could have all done with a less strenuous yeah. night yeah. than we yeah, had last night. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Gethin Jones came back with a bit, a bit between his teeth, I think, as well. I think he obviously recognises, watching from the sidelines, that you know he's up against it with uh, Owen Tall and he'll, he'll want to get back into the side. Um, there's a huge amount of versatility within that back within that defense now, whether it be a back three, back five, or whatever, however you where you want to look at it. Um, it's a shame, obviously, Ideal's got injured because obviously that limits us a little bit of left back because you can see that the, the deck's going to go in it. But, um, I really would like um Connor to get a bit of a rest, but obviously, I can only really see that when he gets his uh next buck in, to be honest. Yeah, um, he certainly doesn't look like he's coming out of the team anytime soon. Um, a return for Bakayoko as well, obviously, in his oh. new colours. Uh, I must say, he looked all right in pink, uh, which I didn't think he was did. the same. Uh, <laughs> he seemed to pull it off all right. Uh, and it was nice to see the home fans clapping him uh, when, when the obviously stadium announcer announced his name. Uh, and I think there was a chant as well that rang out for him at some point in the game. Um, so it was nice to see him back. Um, he looked all right. I, I thought he didn't cause us many problems, but it's strange that he looked better in a Forest Green shirt than he did for Bolton. Um, maybe I'm looking at that a bit uh, biased, but but who knows. Uh, but it was nice all the same to see him back and, and, and playing. But I suppose it's now time to move on to the, 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 the matter at hand, which is, of course, Kachunga. And the incident that went on last night... Uh, a whirlwind, uh, but we were in the ground. Uh, and funny enough, that was uh, I took my girlfriend and her little sister to the football, uh, and that was their f her first ever game. And safe to say, I don't think she'll be in a rush to come back to watch Bolton. Um, yeah, a, a really strange <laughs> game. But what we will start with is the, the booing. Uh, I feel like is a, an appropriate place to start. Obviously, what has happened has happened. If you're watching this and don't know what has happened, I'm not quite sure where you've been. Um, but I will explain it just in case. Uh, there was an incident early on in, uh, well, late on in the first half where Kachunga uh, seemingly punched their centre-half and uh, Dion Charles was sent off for it. Uh, that's the long story short. That's what happened. Uh, and at the end of the game, uh, Kachunga was was booed off the pitch uh, whilst he was making, uh, whilst Everett was making a sub. Uh, and we did run some polls to find out what people thought of, of the booing. Before we get into those, we'll, we'll obviously go around the circle and find out what you both think. But I think from my point of view, no matter what, there's got to be very, very harsh circumstances for a player to be booed off the pitch. They've got to have done something pretty bad. Um, and I don't think Kachunga warranted it. Uh, all players have, have their off days and have their faults. Um, but personally, I don't think it, it warranted being booed off. What do you think, Colin? I've got a feeling you're going to agree with me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, did he get booed because the fans thought he played poorly? Did he get booed because the fans thought he'd let the side down? Or did he get booed because the fans thought he didn't say to the referee or the linesman, I'm the one that punched 
the the, the centre half. But regardless of whether it's all three of them or just one, you don't boo your own players. At the end of the day, he's made a mistake. I'm sure he's instantly would have regretted doing it because he would have thought it's going to get picked up and obviously it did. But regardless of any of that, he's doing his job and he's doing a job to try and help the team. And, and let's be honest, we're, we're sitting in a pretty solid league position given the budgets that we're, we're dealing with and, and the personnel and players that we've got at our, at our disposal. Um, and he's part of that team. Um so I thought it was an absolute disgrace the way that the fans reacted when he was when he was going off the pitch. What good is that going to do? What good is that going to do to him? Is he going to, you know, is he going to be? Is, is he going to buzz off that? Is he? Is he going to? Is he going to help him next time? Probably not. Um, he's going to be going home thinking, yes, I made a mistake, but that was harsh, like any one of us would would have done in that situation. Um, and if anybody if anybody's played the game at any level, you'd understand that situations can occur where you lose your rag a little bit. Um, where, and I saw somebody put, he's 30-year-old, he's made 300 appearances. So, you know, he's a human being, made mistakes, simple as that. Um, we should be backing our players. I, I was I was pretty embarrassed, to be honest with you. Yeah, fair choice. comments uh, and ones that I think a lot of people agree with. Ange, do you agree? I will never, ever, ever be a player in a bowling shirt, ever. It's the, it, it, I physically cringed when that happened. Um, I don't care. He lost his head. He'd clearly got, so when you watch it back, he'd clearly got an elbow in the chops, hadn't he? He had a, he had a bloody mouth. He'd seen red and he made a massive mistake. And you could tell from the way you played after that, he realised that he'd made a massive mistake. I, I'm kind of, it also angers me when we be at half time and we're losing 1-0 or, do you know, I, I just don't see what, it, it's counterproductive, you're not going to get your best out of your players if you're not backing them, that's our job, our job is to back those players when they're on the pitch, have a bit of a moan about it after, come on here and have a run at, but I just can't, I can't get on board with, with booing my own players and I, I won't ever do it, ever. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I'm hundred percent. You're spot on. Um, I, I question sometimes: is is it is it the emotion of of the the situation that people get themselves engrossed in? Is that why people boo? Because they're you know in fact frustrated that we didn't win that game more comfortably, or the fact that you know he made a mistake or whatever it is. I, I don't know. Is there anybody on who booed to ask why why you booed? Because, like Carl said, to those there, there's there's lots of possible reasons as to why, mm. but I I don't know. If you are I watching just, and want to to, to help yourself, I suppose <laughs> this is a safe space for anyone who feels the need to boo. We won't boo you. Um, we we'll just want to understand why people uh, felt the the need to boo and what drove them to do it. Uh, there seems to be a. a an astounding uh, support for what, what we've all said um, and sort of condemning the, those that did boo. Uh, I'll read through some of the comments um, that we've got here. Um, James has said, agree, Carl, it would not surprise me if he played a big part at some point this season and I'm sure we won't boo him then. And the same people will be singing his chant, maybe the winner at Aki. I'm sure that would be redemption at its finest. 
Um, I'm not sure if the three-game ban will, will keep him out of that. Can we remember what the rule was with Depo? Will he miss the cup game? If he, no, if he'll be, he'll be, he'll could have, he could have played the cup, couldn't he, Daps? But he got left out. Yeah, catcher, if he does get the decision yeah. reverse, he'll be able to play against Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, well, that would be redemption at his finest, I'm sure. Um, however, that point of people singing his chant is very true. I, I, even in just the space of 90 minutes um, in, in IL1, I've heard it before. Um, fans complaining when he comes on and then singing his chant, you know, only a, a 20 minutes later. And it's concerning just the, the lack of, you know, regard for... If, 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 if we go back and watch the goal... Uh, that Dion scored last night. <laughs> Catcher did very, very well in the up to, yeah. within, within that. He game. did. He worked really hard for that, he didn't worked, he? He worked hard for that for that for that chance yeah. to, to create that opportunity for Gethin, and then obviously Geth Dion, and, and that's one nil. Um, so that just highlights, doesn't it, that the offers he offers a lot more than what what people want to believe. Um, he's in that scapegoat category that I can go back to for as long as I can remember. Bolton fans have always wanted a scapegoat, and he, he's certainly in that category. Um, along with Bizarrely, a lad who's played four games. Was a, Randall, left. yeah, what is that? Obviously, me becoming somebody that people want to mourn about, Christ knows why. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but yeah. It is indeed frustrating, um, but I'm sure we'll be talking about fans doing Bolton fan things on, on many episodes to come. Um, Mark has also said that we're not a dirty team, other teams' bad behaviour is always ignored by the referees. It certainly feels like that. I assume Kachunga had had enough of the Forest Green Rovers players' behaviour, and I'd be surprised if he punched him without provo- provocation. Um, from what I saw on the replay, it definitely looks like there was, you know, six of one, half a dozen of another. Uh, it didn't look like, I mean, you don't go and punch someone, but. There was definitely a tussle going on there that they were both involved with. Um, but obviously, the linesman had saw what he saw, still sent the wrong player off, but you know, that decision had been made. Um, I think, I think it's sorry to interrupt you, Ben. I think, um, what get what happens in them type of situations, especially as a, for, as, a, as a forward and a forward that wants to try and make an impact on a game, he hasn't been getting played catcher uh, recently, so he's out to impress any. You know, he obviously knows that we've just brought in Dan from Southampton. Yeah, all right, John Bodybuilders is injured, but he knows that we're going to be bringing in players. So he wants to make an impact, and he wants to, you know, impact the game so he can keep his place. So that's all going on in his head, and obviously that's why he's got frustrated, I guess, and that's probably why he's kind of like lamped him, if you will. Rightly, well, it is wrong that he's done it, but um, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to yeah. look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, you're, you know you're I mean? trying to. Yeah, getting his head a little bit, aren't you, with it? And it, it was a, I mean, he there was no hiding that. Like with Dapos, you could say he made an attempt to look forwards and just did a bit of an elbow, but it was a proper uppercut in his stomach, weren't it? He was not, yeah. he, 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 there, was, there was nothing discreet about it. But he's, mm-hmm. he absolutely got his buttons pushed. That Was he called Connor, that defend, the defender that he punched? I think so, yeah. He was, he was like it all back. He was shirt pulling and grabbing all the bloody way through it. Yeah, not, uh, not an excuse. He shouldn't have done it. He should not have done it. But no. I can, you can see how a player would lose the, their head a little bit. Absolutely, it's not an excuse, but it gives you some insight as to as to why it happened. Um, and you know, it's frustrating. I'm sure. One, if 
the EFL do decide to review it, maybe there will be some sort of punishment dished out to the Forest Green Rovers centre-half. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I highly doubt it, but we can hope. Um, goes on, goes on. But, you know, it's one of those. We will touch on the polls now, uh, and we're going to ascent, attempt some new technology. Uh, I'm going to try and share my screen with you. Uh, you'll have to give me some feedback on how it goes. Um, Colin and let me know if you can see it and just tell me if the comments can see it as well. Um, so let's go over here and we'll share this with you. Oh, that was in Cooper. Thank you, Stephen. And you should be able to see my screen now if I'm right. Can you see that? Not quite, Ben. No. Oh, here we go. Let's try... On here now, yeah. Share screen. There we go. Can you see it now? Oh, it's doing something. There we go. Got it? Yeah. So, this tweet here Do you agree with Elias Kachunga being booed off the pitch? Uh, so, 37% of you said yes. Uh, I'm not sure what the number is out of 190. If someone can work it out, that'd be great. 62% of you said no. So, you know, the overwhelming thing here is that no, we don't agree with it. Um, some of the comments on here, uh, there should be an option for wouldn't do it myself, but nothing against it, which, I mean, if you wouldn't do it yourself, I'm not quite sure why you'd tolerate it. I mean, but each to their own, uh, another one there that says, no, understand it, but no, um, again, it feels a bit like sitting on the fence. Um, Callum has said not a chance. He made a huge mistake and could have cost us the game, but he absolutely knows that that and booing him won't help. We should support every player who puts on a shirt, no matter what. We'll say Callum. And that's exactly what we've said. Um, you know, a sensible point of view, I think, there from Callum. And Dan has said, thing is, if he was even half decent, he'd have credit in the bank, but he's absolutely abysmal. Which, again, feels slightly harsh, but you get those opinions uh, and we, we've got to share them. because well, It's all about opinions, isn't it? End of the day. Exactly. Got to provide some balance to to the. You never right or wrong. About. That's why um, we're here, isn't it? It is indeed. That's why we are the fans. Around. Uh, we're here for all of you to, to have your say on, on what you think. Um, but Charles got sent off wrongly, unfortunately, uh, and I'm sure that will have frustrated him. But he was on the score sheet again, just in time. Um, he's firing again, isn't he? He's, he's firing on yeah. all cylinders. He's back. He's found his feet and his form recently has been top-notch. Can't really knock it. Might have do actually done him some good to miss 80 minutes of a game um, mm. and <laughs> and keep his toes warm. Maybe. I, think he, I think like uh, a mate of mine who came to the match last night who's got um, a bet on him finishing top goal scorer in the league, oh. um, he'll, I think he's watching, so he'll have to tell us how much it is he's got on it, but I think it's a decent amount. I think if I were dealing last night, recognising how poor they were, I would have probably fancied a few more. And I very much doubt that they'd be pleased to, to have a 70-minute a, a rest. No, yeah. I don't think well, they'd be pleased. Dion, Dion, hat -trick, Dion hat trick last night. We didn't, yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, obviously, you'll be chomping at the bit warning for, for Charlton on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I think it would have been a bit... Bit frustrating missing missing that game last night because I think we I think we probably would have gone on and won that come to. I know they had a little bit of a a spell, didn't they? But I think it was just us just sitting in there really and just kind of letting soak him up a little bit of the pressure and and, and and trying to hit him on probably on the counter and finish the game off. But obviously it weren't yeah. meant to be. There you go. 
Um, 20 to 150 quid. That's what he's got, isn't it? For top goal scorer. The down to finish top goal scorer. Well, we'll have to wait and see come the end of the season. Uh, but we'll bear this one in mind. Uh, but yeah, it was just good to see him score. Uh, it's unfortunate what's happened, I'm sure. Charlton, he'll be, he'll be well up for it and ready to go again. I mean, um, it's not unfortunate, is it, Ben? It's an absolute shit show, if we're being honest. Like, what it is. The... It is. <laughs> is that about? If you've seen, if you've seen the offence, you've seen he's done it. Do you know? What? Yeah, it's just I mean, isn't it? <laughs> Twitter was a joy last night with the <laughs> twinning photos. <laughs> Um, there were a couple of corkers. The, my, fi- my favourite was, um, is it I am Matthew who tweeted the man of the match is Dempsey with a photo of Santa. Oh, that was, yeah, I think, my favourite. Yeah. But yeah, what what on earth? What on earth was that? I think it just it just highlights, doesn't it, the the the, the, the incompetence levels. But it, in a way, it's kind of not their fault because they're, they're doing a nine to five and then they're expecting to to run out in front of. Close to twenty thousand people, and, and and you know, make a decision when they might have been up, you know, up since five o'clock in the morning to go to work. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Um, they, they need to look. At, they needs to be addressed on it. But they need to be professional. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's such it it matters. You could say even more in lower leagues because so much depends financially on these results. It can it's making or breaking clubs, and it's it's disgusting. It certainly is. Yeah, and it's frustrating, I think, that the level of protection that the referees seem to have, um, that, that no one can speak out against it um, through fear of fines and things like that. Um, but, you know, when players have a bad game or managers have a, uh, you know, a poor showing, you know, the whole world can open up the door to criticism. But for referees, there seems to be uh, a firewall there to completely just, just stop it. What I don't, what I don't understand is, is why is it that with all the cameras, even at this level, like with iFollow and all that type of stuff, why isn't there a monitor on the bench where the, f- the fourth official, the fourth official, can, yeah, can see it and just absolutely, say, with mate, like you, you know, you got this wrong here, lads, because it's not just a referee's decision. It's not wasn't just a referee's mistake, even though he brandishes the card. It's the it's the it's the linesman who's watching straight along the line. Who's, who's I mean, the ref didn't even see it. I don't think it's exactly. the linesman that called him over. The, the, the play in it. Um, yeah. So the, the linesmen give that decision, but why is the fourth official not going to monitor and say that's not right? Instead of all, all he does, he seems to just delegate between the two uh, sets of benches. He should be managing the game along with the other three three blocks. It's madness. Absolutely. It's absolutely mental. Uh, Mark Isles actually picked up on that last night and he said that why is it that in the press box they can get a replay uh, of what happened within seconds of it happening and, and know what the correct decision is and yet the fourth official who's there to officiate the game can't do exactly that, which just feels completely bizarre um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll never, ever find out the answer to that. Um, but Charles, it started off great. Uh, and obviously couldn't see it through for obvious reasons. But another player that, that absolutely ran his socks off, and I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about, Kyle Dempsey. Wow, wee, what a shift he put in last night. Uh, really carried us through to 90 minutes to bring home three points. Uh, and what an important result that could turn out for us, like we've all said. Uh, and he has to take some credit for that. Uh, Louise has said, is Dempsey capable of turning into that bastard midfielder we've said we all need? 
And I think the answer is absolutely. He's really starting to show it. And if ever there was a definition uh, of a player that just needed time to to settle in and bed in and, and get himself, you know, hit the ground running, it is Kyle Dempsey. And I think it's important. Some fans just remember that when when passing judgment on players that have played four games for us. Um, you know, you can't always you can't fit into a new team and hit the ground running immediately. It takes time, uh, and Kyle showed that. Wow. I think he's showing he's showing his um, he's showing his leadership skills, and not only not only as a as, a, as a, obviously a captain that he, he was when he were at Gillingham, but yeah. it, he's leading by example, isn't he? And he's starting to prove to us all um, why we brought why they spent the money that they spent on him and why we brought him in. Um, because he's he's for me at the moment, along with Traff and Dion, he's the first player on the team sheet. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and for me, that's that's imperative because he's part of the spine there of of, of, of starters week in week out from Traff, my opinion, Santos, Dempsey, and Dion. There's a there's a four there that that should be starting every week in my eyes. Yeah, I think Georgie J could quickly be added to that list as well. Yeah, um, of course. There's a team there. Uh, and it's really exciting, to, obviously, to see where that will go. Aaron Morley as well in that that deep lying role, I thought has just oh, it come on leaps and bounds. I never once thought I'd see him playing in that same position as MJ, but boy, is he taken to it. Uh, and there's a real team <laughs> coming together there. Uh, and who knows for the rest of this season and the next season, it'll be exciting to see where that takes us. Um, however, with that team, uh, we have a big squad uh, and we have a big list of injuries, obviously. And Lundaloo was the latest to be added to that list um, in a, with a hamstring strain, as, as Cole mentioned earlier on. And it seems to be getting a slightly concerning um, that our new signing that we've signed has now picked up an injury and will be out in a position where we're already significantly low on numbers. And with catcher potentially set to miss three games, it leaves us very light up front. Uh, thankfully, there has is, as always, some rumours in the rumour mill. Uh, the latest one being, I'm just going to call him Victor, because he's another one that I can't pronounce his surname. So just Victor. Um, and I think Hoskins, Sam Hoskins, is the other one from Northampton who we've been linked with. Um, plenty of names flying around. I believe Victor's agent was at the game last night. Uh, so it's you know, potential for a deal to come in there. Just to clarify to the guys who don't know who these, because not everybody who are, is, is keen on rumours than than other people. Um, he's Burton Albion centre forward who's scored. Is he got is he got eleven or twelve goals this season? Yeah, eleven, I think. He's yeah, in, yeah. in, in, in a in a very very poor side. I think second bottom. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, I know he's played at a higher level as well. I think he's played in the Championship of Barnsley as well, from from what Indeed. I learned. Um, yep. So yeah, hopefully that'll be that'll be a decent sign. But we definitely need to start um, bringing some reinforcements in up top because we're a bit short, um, aren't we? <laughs> did we you see? Did you see the other name? Did you see Tom Eaves has been linked as well now? Yes, his name has come back up. I think he was linked previously, um, and that was I think quickly put to bed. Um, but his name seems to have sprung back up again. I would love. Tommy to come back and prove me wrong because when he was with us the last time, I bear in mind I was ten years younger than I am now, um, and a little bit more erratic in my thought process. But I used to rinse him quite regularly for being not the best of footballers. So 
I really, really, really hope it turns 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 it um yeah, turns turns that against me and uh, proves me wrong. So yeah, if he back, if he comes. Only if come, he comes. Come back to him, <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, we certainly need someone. Um and you know, quickly, I think is the answer because we are very, very low on numbers. Um Tobias has popped in a comment here uh, asking for our thoughts on something. It says, interested to hear your thoughts on sadly you're not getting any game time. Always has a positive impact when he comes on. Don't know what the lad needs to do to get more minutes personally. And I think my answer to that is that impact that he has when he comes on, he needs to carry that for 90 minutes. Um, I think from what I've seen, when he's been given that opportunity to start, either at winger when we when we experimented with the fullback, which I think might have been against Barnsley in the Cup, if I remember correctly, Mm. Um, just never really seemed to grasp that opportunity to start. But like you've said, he does make an impact when he comes on. But for now, that's all we've really seen him do. Um, you know, that, that, that impact and that, that threat hasn't been carried for 90 minutes, which is unfortunate. Um, not sure what your thoughts are on that, Ange. What do you think? I was kind of hoping forever to chuck him on last night, to catch her up and play him on his own up top and just give him a run out but it's like you said Ben I think when and we've spoke about this before on the pod that we're playing him out of position and it's hard to see what someone's got when they're not playing where they naturally do or where they're best uh, and it's that square peg round hole thing again isn't it Um, five minutes at the end of a match he can't show what he's got but then he is that super sub. I don't know. I think, yeah, you're right, Ange. Yeah. I think if you was to ask the 20 people watching this now just to comment and say what position is the sadly a player, you get a mixed response. <laughs> but that's, yeah. part of the, that's part of the problem, isn't it? We don't, we're, none of us really know what, what his best position is. And, and if we don't know, obviously, Everett ain't going to probably know either because he can't find a spot for him in the team. Um I think he might fall into the category as, as kind of where Dapo were at in a sense that he's a wing. I think he's a winger. I always thought of him as a bit of a ten, really, but he never gets played in that role. But obviously, he must he must be a winger or a left winger or a right winger, depending on on, on who, who we're playing up, who, who we're playing at the time. But none of us know his position, and that's his problem, and that's why he can't get inside, and that's why he's, yeah. he's looked at as versatile and, and and only ever off the bench. It's a good point. Uh, and Malk's popped in a comment there saying that he's a utility player, which I think so far that's that's what he's proven. Um, and it's a shame that he can't get into the side. Don't get me wrong. You know, I was expecting sort of big things from him when it, when he arrived from Rotherham, uh, potentially in that nine role or as a 10. But things just don't really seem to have panned out that way. Um, and, you know, it's football. Sometimes those things happen and you can't really help it. Uh, just touching back on those new signings, um, we did run a poll. Poll, sorry, uh, I will start getting it right more often. Uh, I promise. Uh, we did run a poll. If you want to get involved with these polls, all you have to do is head over to our Twitter. Uh, you can see it at the bottom there, uh, the bottom left. It's at the Fan Zone Pod. And if you want to head over and follow us on there, we put loads of content out about Bolton, uh, about the streams, when you can, uh, and how long you need to be on for. Um, your polls on, on different issues that we'll be talking about on the pod. So if you'd like to go over there and give us a follow, then you're more than welcome to, uh, and you can catch up with, with all the latest over there as well. 
Um, but the latest poll we did uh, in terms of new signings was who would we rather assign? Uh, it's a bit of a tough question because I doubt many of us have seen either of them play in any great amount of detail. Um, but this was just a you know on paper sort of thing. Who would you rather us sign? Uh, in Sam Hoskins, Victor, just Victor or neither? <laughs> um, and I'll share my screen with you again. We'll get it right this time. Um, I don't know why you didn't have a both vote there, Ben, because I think <laughs> well, yeah. I was kind of like, bother them. Didn't you tweet this before we put on it? Well, after we played. Sorry, I thought you tweeted it before last night's match. No, so uh, there you go. That That's the results of the poll. Pretty one-sided, I can't lie. Um 82% of you wanted to sign what? a Burton Albion forward. Uh, but is that because we know nothing about Sam? It's no, like, I yeah. it quite possible. <laughs> but I think one of the big things that were, were people raised, actually, was that the, the price that had been labelled for Hoskins seemed to be quite extortionate for, oh, for, yeah, yeah, it was for quite, what is yeah seems to be. Um, Reese has actually said they're both and quick, which uh, people people agree. I think with. that's what I responded to him on that <laughs> one. But, yeah. So yeah, it's one of those, you know. Um, people want signings and people want forwards, and we need them. Um, and I'm sure Ever and Markham and the team will have have something planned up. Uh, we'll have to wait and see for that. And well, on on the forward side front, and I'm sure the people watching might have more of an idea than than probably us three, but. What where does where's Bob Varson's contract sitting all that? Where is he up to? Because obviously he's not going to be playing there for the rest of the season. He's had a bit of a stop-start career, if you ask me, so far at Wanderers. Um, if we can remove the Icelandic clap away from the emotional side of it all, um, how long has he got left on his contract, and, and is he likely to be staying with us for for for, for much longer? If, if I'm got right, yeah. I think it runs out in summer. I'm in not summer. entirely sure. Was um, he not the, when we did when we did the, the Christmas pod? I don't think he was on the list, Ben. Was he not? I don't think so. Be good if people think, have an idea on the, on the chat and they could tell us because yeah. I'm yeah, gonna so go and have a look because Isles put a, a, an article out um, about this exact issue. Uh, and Everett was asked some questions about his contract and, and where he'll stand. Uh, and I think Everett's response was a lot of it will depend on his recovery and how that goes. Oh. Uh, you know, if he shows some, some positive signs, then it's likely the yeah, contract summer. will be looked at. Um, looks like summer, looks like summer from the People comments. say summer on there. Because that just shines a completely different light on the transfer policy, doesn't it, really, in terms of it who we bring do. in? You know, does it, it does, does it does that mean that we go we go out and get get somebody who's going to be with us lengthy? Do we go in and say someone like um, Connor Wickham who's been released at Forest Green and say, you know, pay as you play or six month contract or what? I don't know because like we need to get our ducks in order, don't we? Really, but we were offering long contracts we were to players. I think 18, 24 months max, weren't it? For obvious yeah. reasons, in case we get promoted and that. Um, people say. Jan was on an 18 deal uh, from January, so it, it will be set to run out in summer. Um, and, and like I said, I recall uh, that article where Isles had asked the question to Everett, and Everett said that a lot of it will res depend on his recovery and his re rehab and how he gets on. If he's making good progress, then you know there might be an option there to extend. But it's a dangerous game when you when you're holding out for a player to not be injured. Um, 
because things I will, like be, I, will, I will be rate Bob Varson's um, time with us at a 10 so far. I, I, I think he's got a lot to offer us. I think he, he, he's, a, he's a step above a lot of our attackers in terms of his ability on the ball and off the ball. His goal contribution has been all right, but he's been too inconsistent with his injuries, hasn't he? So, personally, I would probably give him like a six and a half out of ten, personally. I think I'd agree with that. I think he's probably... It feels unfair on Dion, but in terms of technical ability and just ability as a whole, I think I think Jan's our best striker. He's experienced, he's played at a high level. He just knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's clever. Um I think he compliments Dion as well, and I think they were just starting to get a bit of a, a bit of a like a relationship, not relationship. What do I mean? Oh, it's, it's a partnership, or it's a relationship. Yeah, partnership. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit. You can use relationship if you want. Andy, <laughs> it, 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 it does work. They were just starting to build a bit of a partnership, and it's and it's sad because I, I'd like Hull said, I think he's got the potential to have been really good for us, but. It, about a six again with because of the injury thing and the fact he's not got a proper a proper run of games going. I have another question for you. Does does are our Dion and Bob Varson good enough for us in the championship? I think a fully fit Yon is, but I don't think we see a fully fit Yon, and that's the problem. Uh, mm. I, I think Dion when he's on form and he's playing with confidence, that's a big issue. I think, you know, if we go up to the, into the championship and we go on a run of getting rinsed every week, then all of a sudden Dion won't look like a championship level striker. Um, but, you know, playing the way he is now and when he's on form, I don't think there's, there's any, any reason why he can't play at, at the next level. Um, mm. But in terms of Jan, it's just a case of if he's fully fit, then, then, then you know, quite possibly. But, how often comments, is he going to be fully fit? The comments to these questions are, are pretty interesting. If you see people getting involved in it, it's pretty good to read, to be honest. Quite a level, yep. of, consi- quite a level of consistency across um, across the comments. Yep, I'm going to put some of them on screen now. So to Tobias, uh, in response to your, sort of your rating out of 10 for the season, uh, he said, good to have around the team, but not a game changer. Lovely guy, but 6 out of 10 for me which is a fair comment. Uh, David, I think, in terms of saying uh, how would they fare in the Championship, David said not both of them, no. Um, I'd be interested to see which one you think would fare in the Championship. I think he thinks neither of them, rather neither than... Them. Yeah, he does. Neither <laughs> of them. Okay. That's how I read it, as neither Yeah, yes, ma'am. Stephen has also said Dion in the Championship, Yes. Uh, Chris has said JDB wasn't getting game time at Millwall and he took a pay cut to come here and they didn't bat an eyelid, uh, which I, I didn't actually know that he'd taken a, a pay cut, but obviously Ooh. coming from Millwall. Yes, you know, like, coming from Millwall in championship. Yeah. You know, they're a well-established championship club now, them yeah. mm-hmm. Um David uh, has responded to that and he said, both decent League One players, but not champ. Um, so it's a, it's a mixed response. Uh, it'd be interesting to see them both in the championship, um, but it's tough with Jan because I just don't think we'll see we'll see them them consistent performances week in week out at a championship level, which is significantly more fast paced and, and quicker than League One. So it's a shame, but it, it might be a case of waving him goodbye in uh, in summer. But we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, 
looking at some of the fixtures coming up, we've got uh, not too much of a tough run, but you know, no games are, are easy as last night proved. Well, yeah, uh, last night next, shouldn't have been a tough one, but it was. It should not. Um, <laughs> Charlton next fifteenth currently in the table. Uh, yeah, had a well, decent run of form. I think they just come off off the back of beating um, Barnsley two 0 and they didn't play this weekend. Uh, their game against, I think it was Peterborough, was um, called off. And so they'll have had two weeks without playing. So they'll be full of energy and ready to go, which could cause us a few problems. What are you expecting from the game, Ange? Oh, I'd never expect. I, I just can't. I can't bring myself to expect no. anything. I just rock up full of nerves. <laughs> and then just go with it because I can't. I don't, I don't do predictions ever. Um, I don't even do win lose draw, let alone score predictions. Because I can't bring myself to do it. So as long as, as long as, I mean, I don't even know if we're going to have new players in or I, I don't know. Colin, over to you. <laughs> I, I think we'll we'll do well to get a draw at the weekend. I'm a, I'm a bit concerned to be honest with you. Um, I think we'll end. I think I think we'll end up getting beat if I'm being truthful. Um, I just think that Dean Oldham's got Charlton in a really strong place. Um, again, he, in a link to us, he used to play for in, in the early noughties. Cracking um, right-sided defender, right back, right centre half. Um, actually, quite unlucky with career with us actually because he started like house on fire when he was a kid and, and broke his leg. And I think Sam were a bit gutted at the time that he got injured, if I remember rightly. Anyway, digressed. Um, yeah, I think I think he's got him in a really strong place. I think he's a good coach. Um, I think they'll be up for it. I think they'll have a proper point to prove because they'll probably look at us and think that's where we should be. Um, we've got one or two many injuries in our attacking areas. Um, I'll be very pleased with a, with a, with a point if I'm, if I'm being honest with you. I think it's going to be a tough game. A tough game indeed. He's certainly lined up for us. Um, and that that point that they've not played for two weeks and so could really punish us with with some energy. Um, I'm gonna push you for a score prediction, Carl. What do you think? Um, as I said, I think my my my, my heart saying a, a, a draw or a point, and my my head saying a defeat. Um, I think I think it'll be a tight one. I think we'll I think we'll probably lose two one. To be honest. Um, I think we can. We'll get out, and we'll probably score at some point. But I do think they'll, yeah, with the with the home crowd on telly, not play for a couple of weeks. It's concerning, I think, for me. Sorry, I don't, obviously, people are not going to be happy with that. But that's my my thoughts. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, before we move on too much, we have missed the all important fan zone man of the match uh, for oh. Forest Green. I think it's a, a pretty straight running. But Colin, do you want to kick us off? Who's your man of the match? Uh, yeah, um, a Carl Dempsey for me. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It never stops. It, probably the reason why we ended up, or certainly a contributing factor to the reason why we ended up getting that win last night. Um, it was it was brilliant. Um, again, like I said before, to echo what, what I said, he, he's just hi, he's just highlighting to us all, and he improving to us all why he's why we brought him in and, and, and his contribution um, has been great the last few weeks. So yeah, Carl Dempsey for me. And do you agree? King Kyle, it is, definitely, without shadow of a doubt. No complaints at all. I think it's a full house. Uh, I am also saying Dempsey. 
thought he was just fantastic and uh, deserved a hard-earned kit that night, uh, which I He <laughs> couldn't even be asked. <laughs> Mark thinks Kachunga's got one of the matches. Uh... Uh, it's their own. <laughs> Um, was that yeah. was that or Dion Charles? Was that was that for the yeah, uppercut? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Dempsey's just just turned into an absolute player. Uh, really, really impressed me the last couple of weeks, and looking forward to hopefully much more of it to come. Uh, and Let's just can... not go there with that whole situation. Let's just pretend that's not happening. Yeah, we'll put that one on the back burner <laughs> until we have to deal with that. Few of our players seem too keen on punching folk, it seems. Uh, we just need to, I don't know where, where they're taking them on team bonding days, but we need to need to rein it in a little bit. More yoga um, retreats and less, like, so I think that just about rounds off today's episode. Uh, it's been another good one. Plenty of you joining in the conversation. Uh, we do appreciate it as always. Just thanks to Mark and Malk, Tobias, David, all of you, uh, Louise, Stephen, every single one of you that tuned in tonight. We do appreciate it. A uh, couple of Marks, you. Chris, Danny, yep. <laughs> all of them, all the Marks. Um, if you want to stay in touch with us on socials, you know where to find us uh, on Twitter. That's our that's our go to spot. You can get us over there at the Fan Zone Pod. And big announcement: We are now on Spotify as well. So if you wanna, if you don't wanna look at our faces but still wanna hear what we have to say, then you can do exactly that over on Spotify. It's the Fan Zone Pod. Links will be posted on Twitter very, very shortly. So make sure you're following us, uh, and you won't miss those. So when you're on your way to work, you can listen to what we have to say. What what better way to start your morning? And as always, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It does help us out. It gets more of you watching and it, it keeps us going. Algorithms, Ben. Algorithms. algorithms, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> and hit the bell as well. And then you'll be notified every time we go live. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Ding, ding, indeed. And we will catch <laughs> you all in the next one. Thanks for watching and take care. Good evening, guys. <laughs>